One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hey chickens, it's the fabulous Adam Richard and welcome to another bonus theory podcast about Star Trek Discovery, episode four, In the Pools. Hey chickens, it's the fabulous Adam Richard. Uh, the episode, fourth episode of Star Trek Discovery is not called In the Pools. It's just what I'm calling it. Um, so we had, uh, look, it was a very 90s episode this week. Uh, the only thing missing from this cathartic uh, psychological exploration episode was... A counsellor in a cat suit. Um, Deanna Troy. She's my favourite. I love her so much. She was always feeling things. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it was... So, we had a Deera, who's our new character, um, who has a trill symbiont blobby thing inside of them. Um, and, Lord, did I have some trouble trying to explain the whole trill, you know society to my fiance he's like what why is that in there is it gonna eat her i'm like no that's just they live in there um anyway so <laughs> the trill if you haven't watched star trek well, then it was a like deep space nine had a trill character it's i think it started off in one episode of of next generation and it was in a man and then it went into Riker and then Beverly and Riker had an affair because he was the trill thing and then human was rejecting it so it went back into a trill but it went to a lady and she was like, yeah, no, nah, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> so trills were always uh, like their host bodies, uh, re- you know, their various genders. Um, and so Adira is... Uh, is Adira is a is either binary or without gender. Um, anyway, neither neither male nor female. So Adira is just Adira. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, we went into the pools, and you know what I love? Like it's a very nineties episode, but all I could feel 
was, oh my God, they're actually outside in a really gorgeous kind of garden instead of it being a handful of pot plants placed around some paper mache walls in a set. Because <laughs> that's normally what it looked like in the 90s on Star Trek. It's like, this is an alien planet that looks exactly like the other alien planet except different pot plants. Um... The pools did look the same, though, which was a relief. Uh, they looked like a terrible set. Uh, <laughs> with glowing water and bugs swimming around. Uh, they look like Morton Bay bugs. Like, I'm surprised they haven't turned into a food source for other members of the galaxy. Um, anyway, so the Adira had like a... And you could see this coming from about 14 miles away. If you've watched any Star Trek before, you're like, oh, there's obviously some sort of traumatic event that's stopping them from remembering where they got their symbiont from. Uh, And then we see that the symbiont was in their boyfriend, uh, Grey. Um, And yeah, so obviously it's it's trauma on top of trauma um i did like the trauma though that was good uh when we finally got around to seeing the trauma just like the sudden oh there's a giant asteroid um and they're on a generation ship or something i don't know what was going on uh anyway it was very exciting um the other thing that went on this episode the the b story i guess you would call it uh was everyone on the spaceship having uh pent up frustrations and anger and misery and i thought old mate that drives the spaceship with the bit of metal on her head um that got damaged in the very first episode of the first series um whose name has completely escaped me um anyway she i thought she was going to be possessed by someone because she was like really confused at the start of the episode it's like what's going on what is happening um and uh you know then there's the whole thing with they were doing haikus at a dinner party and I wasn't really entirely sure what was going on. It was very strange. Um, but yeah, then they all started having cathartic arguments. Catharguments. Uh- <laughs> so yeah, everyone is freaking out because they've all made this decision to go into the future to follow uh, Michael Burnham into the middle of nowhere. Um I mean, they had to take the ship away from the past because it's got technology in it that no one knows about. Was it that they basically what they did was they took the ship out of a continuity bubble. just wanted like <laughs> it was freaking out old school star trek fans because i had advanced technology before captain kirk came on the ship and they just had to get it out of there so that old school star trek fans didn't all start burning their merchandise um i think that's what the storyline was i don't know uh, <laughs> so anyway <laughs> they've they've all you know they're all regretting their decision to go to the middle of nowhere where they don't know anyone and they're all really stressed and so Saru, uh, the captain, has gone, look, I need to know, and ask the computer. Like, the computer, it's like, you know, when I ask the Google lady uh, on my home speakery thing, like, for advice, she often just says, oh, here's something from the internet. And like, she's got no idea. And so when Saru starts asking the computer, I'm like, the computer doesn't know. But then the computer did know. The computer got taken over by... 
So last season, there was some planet full of information that they all sucked up into their computer. And then the AI monster was going to get it and destroy it or, or steal it and then become all powerful. I can't remember what the... I'm very confused about season two of Discovery. Um, anyway, there's a planet-sized computer full of information inside of Discovery. Uh, and it's sort of merged with the systems. And then that came online, obviously, at some point, um, and gave Saru the idea to have a dinner party uh, and then make everyone watch Buster Keaton movies. Um, because... <laughs> I don't know why Buster Keaton. Like, I'm, I'm guessing because... Uh, <laughs> comedy has become partisan at some point. <laughs> and the Republicans and Democrats can't laugh at the same thing. I've been watching a lot of uh, American election business. Um, I didn't even mean to. It's just, that's all that was on. Like my friend Donna, who I adore. Hi, Donna. Um, tweeted the other day. She said, I've been muting people on Twitter who are talking about the election. And now there's nothing in my timeline. So... Uh, if someone could text me when Twitter gets back to normal. <laughs> um, and it is, it does feel a bit like that. But yeah, so it's weird. Like, they've decided to go back 3,000 years to watch, uh, black and white silent comedies with Buster Keaton. Whatever. Um, but yeah, the dinner party is indeed, uh, lots of people screaming and yelling about... You know, I flew the ship. I had the ship plugged into my veins and I was in the mushroom network. I did the engineering. Like everyone just screaming, yelling and complaining. And I feel like Dr. Colbert now is becoming, um, he's the new Deanna. Like he was walking around the ship going, are you okay? Do you want to make an appointment? He's not wearing a cat suit though. Like maybe people would trust him more in with their future problems if he was wearing a cat suit, counselor in a cat suit, like I, I just feel more. I've never been to see a counselor in a cat suit. Oh my god! Imagine if you turned up to therapy and your therapist was just sitting there in a velour onesie, and you went, "Yes, Deanna Troy, I do want to tell you my problems." <laughs> um. Anyway, so it was like it was it was a therapy episode. Like they did heaps of those in the nineties. Like there was one episode where. Data was having nightmares and he had to have like therapy to work out that he was getting signals from like a microscopic species or something. I can't remember how it worked. Um, and then there was another episode where they kept repeating time over and over again and Data had to give himself a subconscious thing. Uh, so yeah, sorry about the alarms. Um, someone's on fire here. Uh, but yeah, it was very 90s. It was very like... This is my problem. This is how we work it out. But just there was actual conflict on the spaceship, which there never is because Gene Roddenberry said it can't ever happen. But, you know, I guess it's it's unique circumstances. They can all scream at one another and then it's all, they've aired all their grievances and they watched a black and white movie and everything's fine. So that's Star Trek Discovery for episode, episode four from season three. Look, I'm enjoying it. Like, it's, I'm kind of glad that it's just standalone episodes. And look, I'm not going to talk about The Mandalorian because I feel like Yoda eating babies is freaking me out. Okay. <laughs> Back to Doctor Who in the next episode. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 